So I'd like to welcome you all here and um, just um, just a sound check, make sure that everyone can hear okay. Yes, good, good. So welcome, welcome everyone. <coughs> I know um, a number of you are here at Gaia House for the first time, and so uh, welcome to you. I hope you've hope you found your way here without too much difficulty, and hope you've been able to settle in well and not get lost too many times in these meandering hallways. And some of you have been here many times. A few, a few faces we, we recognize. And welcome to you too. And some who are in the middle path, in between. <laughs> so welcome to all. And for those of you who, who don't know us, I'm Norman, and this is Brad. And we are very happy and very privileged to be here with you for these days. And um, I've been thinking about, um, about, about being here at Gaia House. I just, I just had the great privilege of sitting for a week before this retreat started. And... Um, and one of my one of my reflections was on what a privilege it really is to be able to to be here to be able to come to Gaia House and just just reflecting on all the all the conditions that make it possible for us to be here and some of some of the things that stood out for me first of all that there is a Gaia House and that there are retreats here and that there are the managers and the coordinators and the, the trustees and all the, the volunteers and all these people that keep the retreat center running and make it possible for us to be here. And, um, and another, another condition that kind of stood out for me is, is the, um, the, the financial ability that we have to be here. Just considering the, the economic situation in the world um, not just recently, but but in general, um, worldwide, the economic situation and and how privileged we are to have the economic means to to come to a retreat, to participate in a retreat, and along with that is is the um, is the the support for those of us for those of us who have jobs to be able to have the time off. You know, it's a it's a real it's a real luxury that the vast majority of people in this world don't have, and to have the to have the the transportation, the the reliable transportation that gets us here, and and the, and the, the the conditions and the thoughts that came running through me just went on and on, all that that makes it possible for us to be here, and and then. Considering the the vast majority of people in this world who just don't have these conditions, the vast majority of the people in this world for whom it it really is not possible to even consider going on retreat, let alone actually doing it. And what a what a tremendous privilege it is for us to be here. 
to be here with each other and and to have this opportunity to take this opportunity to to be together in a group with the support of a group but to take time to be with ourselves and to to allow for our own process and be with our own process and not have to be concerned with our so-called daily life, with our, our householder activities. You know, here we are, we have all our meals prepared for us. We have, um, you know, everything is, everything is provided for us. And just how rare it is in the world for a person to have those conditions. So welcome to this privileged, this privileged set of conditions and this this place of privilege. And I was also I've also been reflecting on how with privilege comes responsibility. And it's 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 rather sad and tragic that it it seems that so many people of privilege in this world um, somehow privilege with privilege comes um, kind of a moving away from responsibility for others. Just, uh, just, uh, just recalling, just recalling right now. Um, um, years ago, a friend, a friend of mine was um, from England. Actually, was a, a monk in Thailand for a number of years, and he came to India. And he came to Bodh Gaya, where the Buddha was enlightened. And he went around on his on his alms rounds. On his first morning there, he got off the train in the more early morning came into the village, walked through the village with his bowl out, and, um, and there's all these um, you know, reasonably well-off business people, and they're all out there with their shops open and sitting out in front of their shops, and he's walking by with his bowl. It's in Bodh Gaya. They know what a Buddhist monk is. They know what the process is, and they're all sitting in their chairs watching, and the only person who put anything in his bowl was one of the beggars. That sense of disconnect that often comes, the sense of distancing that, that, can so, that so easily seems to come with privilege. That loss of sense of responsibility. And I, and I think that, to me, the, the responsibility that comes with privilege is the responsibility for the uplifting and the well-being of others, as well as oneself. And 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 somehow this this seems this seems to get lost. So for me, being being on on this retreat, being here at Gaia House, and being aware of the great privilege I have of being here. Um, to me, to me, the 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 responsibility is the responsibility to a commitment 
to really being here. A commitment to the practice. A commitment to awakening. A commitment to liberation. And a commitment to share that with others. And and I'd, I'd like to, in, in welcoming you here this evening, I'd like to also invite you to, to join me in this commitment. So that while we're here, we, we keep connected with the privilege and the responsibility and keep connected with the intention for awakening and the intention to share our awakening with others in whatever way, whatever way we can. So I really invite you to, to join me in this. During, during this retreat, um, Brad, Brad and I will be sharing um, ourselves in different ways of supporting supporting you. And um, just one aspect, Brad's going to speak a little bit more about this, but just one aspect that I'd, I'd like to mention now is just to really emphasize that we are here to support you. That's why we're here. And so so real, real encouragement for you to not feel that you have to, even though we're in silence, that you don't have to really struggle in silence. If you're struggling and having difficulty, leave a note, let us know. And one of us can meet with you and, and hopefully, hopefully steer you in a direction that, that, that's helpful for you. We will be meeting with you in small groups and there will also be times available for individual meetings. So please make use of this. And, and at any time, at any time, if you feel that there's a need to, to discuss something with either one of us, just leave a note for one of us and we'll, we'll find a time to meet with you. So I really want to emphasize that we are here to support you. The other support that I would um, I'd like to just briefly mention um, in the um, in the opening talk, the coordinator um, referred to the five precepts, and um, I just briefly want to to mention that these precepts are really intended as supports, supports for each of us in our practice, supports for each of us in how we relate to other people, to objects, to life, to the environment, and in, in, in being about how we relate, it's very much, the, the precepts are very much about living in harmony in community. We are, we are a community here, we're a sangha, a community. And, and the precepts are, are really guidelines and practices that support us in, in living together, especially in the silence, especially when we can't discuss things and sort out things verbally. 
it's really helpful to have to have these guidelines so that we can have um, have a, an atmosphere or a quality of of trust, of safety, of confidence. And this this trust and safety and confidence really allows us to to not have to be concerned with others and to really be able to settle into our own experience and our own process from moment to moment. And to a very large extent, the practice is this settling into our own experience from moment to moment. The title of the retreat is Insight Meditation and Qigong. And um, I keep trying to figure out a different way of wording the title, um, because um, because I, w- what I would really like is something that makes it more clear that it's actually actually maybe a better title is um, insight meditation in stillness and movement, so that it's not okay. Now we're doing our meditation, and now we're doing our qigong, but rather okay. Now we're being still, and now we're moving. And both forms are meditation. Both forms are opportunities for practice and for awakening, for liberation. So I'd really like to encourage you to to just watch for any tendency through the days of dividing, of separating, and, and getting caught in this, okay, now I'm sitting on my cushion, so I'm meditating or trying to meditate, <laughs> and, now, and now I'm doing qigong. Or um, perhaps seeing the, the qigong as a break from the meditation. And, and again, coming back to this, this sense of, of responsibility and commitment. And, and, and part of the commitment is to, to really wholeheartedly, to bring our hearts, our heartfulness to the practice in whatever form. I'd like to also um, encourage you, particularly particularly at the beginning at the beginning of the retreat, and and this and this the the, the precepts and the, the the safety and the and the trust that that hopefully comes with knowing that everyone is, is sharing in, in these agreements, um, to really allow yourselves to settle. To really allow yourselves to, to be at rest. And, and to, to settle and to be at rest, it, um, you know, it, it means that you don't, you don't have to... Um, it's, it's not about torturing yourselves by forcing yourselves to sit cross-legged on the floor for every sitting and to stand on your feet for hours at a time doing qigong. But it's to really be, to be checking in and seeing what's, what's supportive of your being here. And, if, and, and, and especially for those of you who are new, but not only, um, you know, the people get very attached to the idea of of the, the Buddha sitting beautifully cross-legged on the on the ground here on the lotus, and um, and think, well, that's what meditation is. 
And, and real encouragement, if you find it a real struggle to sit that way, try using a bench or sit on a chair. There's lots of chairs available. Kuan Yin's also sitting cross-legged on the lotus. But um, the the future Buddha, Maitreya, sits on a chair. (laughs) So so if you want to be, if you find that it's too too uncomfortable and unpleasant and miserable to be a Buddha, be a future Buddha. And and really, um, really take that in, that, that you don't need to torture yourselves and force yourself to sit in a particular way. And I'll talk more tomorrow morning. I'll speak more about, about the posture for sitting. Okay, so purpose for being here is for this settling, settling into our own experience, settling into just being within ourselves being with our experience from moment to moment, being open to it, and with the intention, with the intention for awakening, to be awake to life, to be awake to how life actually is, how things are, the true nature of things, and to be liberated from our habits and tendencies and and conditionings, so that we can truly live in this world in a way that is free in heart, mind, and body. So welcome. So welcome from myself as well. Hopefully this is not too much like the two Ronnies sketch in the 1980s. And uh, so my name is Brad. And um, just reflecting on Norman's reflections around the privilege. And what, where it took me was the privilege that we've all got the inclination to actually come here and inquire and investigate. Investigate this experience of body, heart and mind. And for me that also feels like a privilege. The fortune that we have actually that inclination in us. In this world where so much of the the attention is out, outside of ourselves. So I'd like to welcome us all and welcome the, the inclination and the motivation that got us to come here. Yeah, And how fortunate we are here to be here and how fortunate we actually value what is here. And then the responsibility, as Norman was saying, to actually rest here you know we've got here (laughs) however long it's taken us to actually get here physically and I was just reflecting yeah the responsibility of just resting here because so much of our life is about the doing of something and the, the beginning of a retreat a lot of that momentum of the doing is still in us to some degree but we're kind of turning our heart and mind more into that sense of resting. And before Norman began to speak, I was really appreciating the quality of stillness and silence that was already here in the hall. And had that sense of us kind of 
together, resting in in the stillness and the silence. So if ever you wonder, what the hell am I doing here? Which I should think for most of us will happen at sometime during the retreat. Just have that remembrance. I'm here to rest in the stillness and the silence. So we say coming to a retreat. We're coming to a retreat. And what does a retreat really mean? And in some traditions they call it like the back step. We're stepping out of the ordinary. And again, out of the doing and the activity of the ordinary, which a lot of the time is out there. Often in front of us in some way. We're kind of very focused in out there. So as we come to retreat, we're retreating. What we're retreating into is this experience. Yeah, we're leaving the world to some degree behind. The effect of our life is still here, moving through us. And what we're stepping into is this extraordinary life of the body, the heart and the mind. And uh, another reflection for me is the responsibility of having this birth, the privilege and the responsibility that actually I am here. I'm here in this body. This body is healthy enough, strong enough, alive enough to be here. And this heart and mind is interested enough is curious enough to explore this life. And exploring this life just as it is. We're not trying to get anywhere. That's the the rest of life, the goal orientation. Because we are here. So where's there to go? invitation to rest, resting here, just in this experience of body, heart and mind as it is, not trying to make this experience better than, more perfect than, just dropping into it, resting here, knowing this, knowing this as intimately as one can. And we're cultivating on retreat through the the practices of the insight meditation through the different forms, as Norman said, of the the sitting meditation and the, the qigong, two different forms that we're practicing the insight meditation. And the insight meditation of bringing our awareness back and becoming more and more curious about this life and bringing a real sense of heartfulness and we often we refer to the practice of mindfulness well, actually the true translation would be heart mindfulness yeah, so we're developing the 
capacity of the heart-mind which really knows intimately experience as it is without a thought without a label without a definition without saying this is my body it's the knowing of this directly from within or this is my heart it's the knowing of this life of heart directly from within and this capacity to know of heart-mind is, is the valu- most valuable quality that we have. It's a quality of presence of heart-mind. <clears throat> so I'd like to talk about some of the supports here at Guy House that help us with this intention to step back and to inquire and to become curious of this heart-mind and body. One of the supports is indeed the silence. Over years of teaching retreats, it's often the thing that people remark most about at the end. And how much the silence in our culture has so much negative connotation to be silenced, to be shut up. So, We really don't want to shut you up. (laughs) It's not our role or intention. But we really do ask you to see if you can come and rest in the silence and feel how the silence actually can be a relief. So much of our life in the talking, again, it pulls us out. It takes us out and so much energy going out in the relating. So here we bring the energy back to relate with oneself. So much of our life, our mind is processing so much information that I think a lot of us are in information overload, not just on a, an obvious intellectual level, but on a sensory, energetic system level we're just processing so much information constantly bombarded not just through the media of the TV and the radio but just through if we're living in a city how much is going on around us it can fry our system it can exhaust us so coming to a retreat situation part of the intention is that we're not filling you with a lot of that information. And the silence is one of the most profound ways of emptying out that overload of information and resting in the space that can be opened when we let go of some of the weight of the everydayness And in the silence here, both when we're respecting it, it really supports each and every other person here. The fact that you're not going up to someone saying, how are you doing today? Or, wow, that's a really nice jumper, where do you get that from? Or, or what do you do for a living? 
you're actually not just here for yourself and that, respecting the silence, but you're offering a huge support to everybody. And also one of the things that's most often said in the silence, often we think to connect with another, we have to converse, we have to interact verbally. So much connection can be experienced in the silence. And in a way the intimacy of just sitting here next to someone that you don't know hour upon hour every day there's a real sense of intimate connection that can be felt as our senses begin to wake up because we've been so desensitized by the information overload and our senses begin to wake up begin to sense and feel more and in the silence we also really uh, strongly ask you to switch that mobile off and leave it off. I think over over a decade of teaching here, when I first started teaching, and Norman and I were just talking about trying to work out how long we've been teaching, and we've forgotten because we're, <laughs> we're getting off the age we're where aging. it's like, was well, it ninety nine or ninety eight? No, two thousand. But you know, it wasn't. It wasn't even a question. Mobiles weren't even a question then. And the first time I noticed it, about five or six years ago, someone actually just decided they wanted to leave the retreat and they'd booked a taxi and they were gone. I thought, how did they do that? You know, how did they book a taxi? Oh, they had a mobile. It's just this kind of easy access, constant, quick, get out. Whereas before you'd have to kind of speak to a manager, one of the coordinators, and <clears throat> you know there'd be some conversation that would happen, and and, uh, and if it was right, then they'd call a taxi. But now we're so if we don't like it, we can get out, and that's again symbolic of everyday life of just everything so quick, immediate, move now. So part of coming here, we slow down. We step back into our experience and we can rest in the, the support of the silence and switch the mobile off. Um, if you've given your mobile number as an emergency contact, and this obviously does happen uh, in life, then what I'd suggest is that you um, Give Guy House as your emergency contact. So if anybody needs to contact you, they contact Guy House, not your mobile. And then you can really just leave the mobile off. <clears throat> also, we, we um, suggest that you don't do any reading uh, on retreat. The, the library can be quite tempting because you go in there and there's thousands of books and you think, oh, yeah. And it's another way that we can really lose ourselves. And we're interested in finding ourselves, not losing, finding this experience. So we suggest not, not reading. And uh, if you want to take notes, we, we ask that you don't take notes in the, in the hall itself, because that can be distracting, the scribbling of the pen on the paper. Um, but if there's some meaningful 
insights that have arisen, you might just want to jot down like a few words, but please don't end up writing essays or a thesis on mindfulness or the next movie that you want to write whilst you're sitting on the cushion, however tempting it might be, just to kind of drop that um, outlet so that the, again, the attention just comes more and more here. Different ways that we kind of distract or lose energy. So we're trying to really just bring that back so that where the container of heart mindfulness is really clear. And if you're here with a friend or a loved one, um, again, we really ask that you, you don't sneak off and kind of have a check-in every morning just to see how they're doing or if you're worried about them that they might be struggling uh, to really give them the gift of their own space and hold them in your heart and if you're worried about someone please leave us a note and we'll check in with people so to kind of give over that responsibility too which sometimes can be a bit weighty if it's someone that you're here with that you're concerned about you can hold them in your heart, but give over the responsibility of holding them to us. Another support on retreat is the schedule. Have we all seen the schedule posted up on the notice board? No, okay. So you might want to have a look when you leave the hall in a wee while. And as you go through, there's a, an area with notices. And there'll be, the schedule will be posted there. Uh, should be one up here too. Oh well. <laughs> so um, the schedule is various periods of sitting meditation and qigong, interspersed with the light entertainment of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So um, basically, we'll start the the day tomorrow at six thirty with a wake up bell, and at seven o'clock there'll be a sitting meditation. And at seven thirty is breakfast. We thought we'd give you the luxury of a bit of a lie-in tomorrow. And then the rest of the retreat will actually start with a wake-up bell at 6. And at 6.30 we'll do some qigong and 7 o'clock there'll be the, the sitting. Um, 7.30 breakfast until 8.30 I believe. And then there's a work period. And that goes through to 9.15. And 9.30 we're back in the hall and there'll be the main morning... The, main sitting of the day where there'll be instructions from Norman about the sitting practice and we really uh, ask everybody to attend for that if you, if you miss that that morning sitting at 9.30 and the instructions you're kind of missing a lot of the themes that we're going to be talking about throughout the day and that 9.30 sitting really sets the intention for the day for the practice Similarly, at 10.30, at the, the Qigong session, again, we'll be looking at the, the practice for the day. So uh, it's really important and request that you come for that as well. That's 10.30 till 11.45. And 11.45, there's a sitting meditation. So lunch at 12.30. Uh, we have a two-hour lunch break. So 
you know, sometimes people really feel like oh, I really want some good exercise, and that's a good time after eating. If you if you want to go for a walk, there's some very beautiful countryside around here, some nice walks along the lanes and across fields, and uh, really encouragement to do so mindfully, heart mindfully, and silently. So 2.30 we're back in here for the Qigong. In the afternoon basically will be 45 minute periods of Qigong, sitting meditation, Qigong, sitting meditation. And that takes us through to 5.30 for the afternoon tea. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Norman will every day offer a, a guided at 3.15? Maybe not every day. Not every day, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... As you can see, most sessions are really quite important, but <laughs> but um, three fifteen, and this will be on the uh, schedule. There's a guided meditation in here with Norman. So the afternoon, the alternating period: sitting, uh, qigong, sitting, qigong, sitting, tea, six forty-five. Um, this qigong session till seven thirty, and seven thirty we'll all come together for an evening talk in here. And uh, Norman and I will alternate the evenings and just give some reflections on practice and reflections on living and life and yeah, how, how the particular practices of insight meditation form such a, a grounding for living this life. So that's 7.30 till about 8.30. And then there's a walking period till about 9 o'clock, 10 to 9. And then we'll have the final sitting of the day, 10 to 9, 9 o'clock, till about 9.30. Don't worry if you've forgotten that. I should think <laughs> most of you will. I'm surprised I remembered it. Um, but the, there's various notices with the schedule on that you can have a look at. And the schedule, please don't see it like a, a regimented got to be here, got to do this, dung, 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 dung. And see, as again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of holding us here. In a way, it's a really fo- a way of giving us a focus. Because um, if we came on retreat and we said, okay, we'll just sit. And we didn't give any instruction, we didn't give any form, and we didn't give any kind of time frame, I think it would be quite difficult. <laughs> So there's a sense of the the schedule really giving us a a reference, yeah, another sense of holding. Any questions around any of that so far? The silence or the the schedule? Will there be an opportunity to ask a question? Oh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, yeah, great. So. Um, You'll all be in small groups, and those small groups um, will be about six or seven of you, and you'll meet with either Norman or myself every other day. So you'll meet with us twice during the retreat, once with Norman and once with myself. And that'll be for about 45 minutes an hour, and that's a chance to really kind of check in with us and a chance to ask questions. Um, during the Dharma talk, both of us tend to not do so much question and answering do, during the Dharma talk. Don't know if you had anything planned. No. no. Occasionally, I'll do a, one of the talks will be a question and answer period. Yeah. But 
It's yeah, generally we keep silence in the meditation hall, so we don't yeah. do exchanges. And um, like Norman said, we're really available. <laughs> so if you find that you're just burning with something that you, you want some help with, it could be a question, it could be an inner process, please do make use of us and leave us a note and we'll meet up with you. Any other questions? Is it scary to speak? Maybe there's nothing. Yes. This is going to sound obnoxious, but I don't mean it that way. Okay. Why so early? Um, it's not required, and we don't come and kick you out of bed. So it's it's there if you if you want to come and join us for the morning, pre-breakfast, you're very welcome. And if you'd rather lie in, then that's also fine. It's not a requirement. And uh, I think it's really important, especially for those of us coming from busy schedules or those of us that are really tired, which I think is often the case when we come on retreat, is to find a way kindly into the schedule, and especially that, that early morning session. So it didn't sound obnoxious. Does that, does that answer the question? Actually, actually, by retreat standards, it's late. <laughs> Four thirty or five is more normal. And we'll see. You know, it'd be interesting to see how it is by the third or fourth day. You might be finding, wow, six o'clock, no problem. Who knows? Yeah, don't hold too much idea about. Oh my. God, I'm not normally out of bed till nine. You never know. You never know how you're going to feel moment to moment, but certainly day to day. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, at the back there. Are there Qigong sessions in this room? Yes. Yeah. Which means that a fair amount of the day will be spent either practicing sitting or practicing qigong in, in this room, um, which again really gives a sense of containment. And uh, there is an evening session for walking, which can be done outside. And also, there's one of the afternoon qigong slots, which is an optional qigong or walking, which can be done outside. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, this evening, I'll give a little bit of posture information. But tomorrow morning, I'll discuss posture a little bit more. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the, the silence, really. You know, it's that, it's that stepping back into oneself so that we're not seeking that engagement with another. And it can happen. You know, sometimes you might find you just look up and there's an eye contact and there's an, an acknowledgement and that can be the end of it. We're not then kind of like furiously gazing with somebody for hours on end. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. But we're not seeking that. 
And the other side of it is we're not trying to ignore everybody. <laughs> you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like oh, we're looking at the floor so that we're trying to ignore people. But no, it's just it's just that stepping back into one's own experience here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else? Anybody else? Yeah. Yes. Okay, no. You won't be alone. <laughs> I was teaching a retreat in India one time. There were three of us teaching together. And we were sitting up at the front of the meditation hall, first sitting in the morning. And um, and a friend, actually it was Leela who just taught here last weekend, was giving the instructions on how to meditate when you're tired and when you're nodding off. And it seems that myself and our friend on the other side of Leela were both <laughs> through the through the whole the whole instructions on how to, how to stay awake. <laughs> and anyway. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow, but um, if you nod off, you nod off. The idea is to be awake, but of course, and and again, particularly earlier in the retreat, it's um, it's. I I would say that the most common experience for people the first couple of days of a retreat is nodding off, is tiredness, and so the encouragement is is to just keep sitting. And um, tomorrow I'll talk about some ways of supporting yourself with it. Um, but, and so in the sitting, if you nod off, you nod off, and then at some point you kind of... And then you're really awake. In that moment, you're really awake. So you start again in that moment. And, and if, you find, if you find that you're really nodding off and you're not waking up and, and you're really tired and kind of stumbling through the Qigong, then probably you need to go and take a nap. Okay? Good. I think uh, we'll move into... We're going to do a little 10-15 minutes of Qigong, um, partly to help with the nodding off possibility on the, this evening, because, again, I should think a lot of us have had long journeys and it's the end of a long day and it's a lot of information to take in and we'll, so we'll do a little bit of Qigong and I just want to speak about the Qigong practice um, more fully tomorrow but just to say that the, the practice of the Qigong is really how we're practicing here is very much from a basis of insight meditation and from that perspective the Qigong is more about receiving what is happening than trying to direct experience or trying to direct energy. So if you've got a background in Qigong or martial arts and you're used to um, 
directing energy in particular ways, you'll find that what we're doing here is, is quite different. And uh, maybe a bit that what we're doing here is more fundamental. It's like a real dropping into how things are rather than how I want them to be. So it's non-directive form of practice. And the first day or so that you go will be relatively more physical. And part of the intention of that is to release some of the everyday stress, which is inevitably, for most of us, held in our body. So just to kind of free some of that up, just to give a bit more space in us so that some energy can rise and some clarity can come to the heart and mind. And that, you know, some of the just aches and the pains from also being still in the sitting can be freed up. And then the, the Qigong over the next few days after that will get just more and more quiet. And again with that intention of just bringing more and more focus internally. And with the initial kind of more physical practice, a lot of the intention there is also about grounding. A lot of the time our energy and the focus is more up, especially here. So we'll spend some time really coming into our lower body, our legs, our feet, in connection with ground. And just to kind of really ground the stress or the kind of the build-up of mental energy so that it has a chance to going back to earth. And from that place of grounding, then it will kind of open more to the whole body. And... Uh, We'll just see where we go. I haven't got a set. We don't have a set kind of program for the retreat. We like to be responsive to what is here. And we never know what's going to be here. So we haven't got a set program, but we'll see. And with the Qigong, we'll see where we go from that more physical practice and the grounding. Then we'll begin to open and more working more with a sense of spaciousness. And again, we'll just see where that takes us. So, shall we spend a little bit of time practicing some Qigong? Unfortunately, the verb that we use most of the time is that we're going to do some Qigong. Even though the intention is it's not such a doing practice. So in, um, in China, where Qigong's from, they, they often say we're going to play Qigong. So how would that be? If we were to play some Qigong, how does that sound? Oh, I'm on a retreat, I don't know about that. Would you be up for playing Qigong a little bit? Yeah, so let's, let's stand up. And actually, I think what I'd really like is if we could close the curtains, just to kind of keep the heat in, keep the cold out. How are we finding the temperature in the hall? Just kind of curious as a to get a barometer. Warm. Chilly, cool. warm, cool. <laughs> okay, it sounds about right then. <laughs> Can't please everybody all the time, as they say. Okay, what should we do? So, just come into the standing.
that an expression in English, don't we? Find our feet. Have you found your feet? So find your feet. Find your feet as in feel your feet. Sense your feet and just sense the contact that your feet are making with the ground. doesn't take any effort. Your feet are there. Yeah, we've all got feet. All of our feet are on the ground in some way or form. And just feel that contact. So you're dropping your awareness out of the more mental realm and the verbal realm of listening. Just dropping down into the contact of ground. Again, that quality that I spoke about of resting, just letting your feet rest, rest on the ground. Okay, we'll just use a little bit of imagination. Imagine the body is like a an egg timer, an hourglass, and just the, the weight or the stress or the tension or the heaviness or the tightness, you can just <clears throat> pour through your feet into the ground. So whether it's that achy shoulder or sore back or belly full of soup, just letting the weight of the body Way to the heart, way to the mind. Find its way to ground, to earth. awareness open more to the sense of your whole body. So you can rest in your whole body. Not letting your awareness fill the sense of your whole body from inside. Open your hands a little and open your feet a little. Open your eyes a little. Open your spine a bit more open, but more upright. Imagine you can air out your body. Like we let the weight go through the feet, but also you can let the Tension just kind of air out of the body. Maybe even sensing with that awareness through your whole body of the contact between your body and the space around you, the air.
supported by the ground and supported by your body and supported by the space around your body. Let's take a few breaths together. So breathing in, breathing out. I think another couple more. So breathing in, one more. Okay, just move the hands, move your feet. Free up your body. And stepping in this way like you're stepping into the ground. (sighs) Freeing up your breath a bit more. Breathe in, just raise your shoulders. Breathe out, drop your shoulders. Again. Good. Okay, come back to the standing. This time just shake your shake your hips and shake your hands. Unlock your knees and have your feet about shoulder width flat on the ground. Shake your shoulders and your hands. Include your jaw, shake your jaw. Feel good? (laughs) So, bouncing. Okay, take a deep breath, breathing in. Raise the shoulders. Breathe out. Free up your feet a little bit. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Yeah? Great. The problem with teaching things like Qigong and meditation is the more kind of internal you become, often the quieter one's voice becomes and easy to kind of lose the voice projection. So if you can't hear me at any stage, just raise your hand and I'll up the volume. Again, just bouncing, feet about shoulder width. Imagine the soles of your feet can open like your toes can do that. Often the toes are quite squashed. Imagine your toes go whoop, and the soles of your feet can open. You can just release the weight through the feet. 
Again, get those shoulders moving. Engage the breath, breathing in. standing so just open your hands open your feet unlock your knees open your elbows open the spine open your awareness to receive and sense your whole body from inside the contact between your feet and the ground and the whole body and the space around you like your whole body can actually breathe. Every cell in the body alive and breathing. Supported by the ground, by your body, by the space around your body, and by the silence, standing, receptive, connected to your body. Letting your awareness really open to meet, to sense, to feel, to know life of your body and heart.
So, if you want to return to your seat, thank you. just like to mention that um, there are a number of spaces up closer to the front that are available, both on the floor and on chairs. So anyone anywhere towards the back who would like to be up closer, please feel free at the end of this sitting to move your things, to move your things up to an empty, an empty cushion. <coughs> also thought maybe we'll just, just take a just take a minute now to um, just look around and check out who's sitting around you. Just see who's there. Have a look. What do they look like? What are they wearing? Do you think you like that person? Or does that person look threatening? <laughs> okay. Get used to it so you don't have to look at that person anymore. (laughs) Get it out of your system. (laughs) Okay, and now let's just settle into, into sitting. And with the, just um, very generally with the sitting posture, we want the body to be upright. but not rigidly upright. Upright, but not uptight. Okay, so upright body, but at the same time, with that, that same sense as in the Qigong, that same sense of the weight of the body settling down. Okay, so there's a softness in the body as well as this uprightness. And... Allowing the shoulders to relax, if you want to, again, just kind of... And just let the shoulders drop down and relax as much as possible. Let the hands come to rest on the knees or in the lap, just to find a comfortable position for the hands, so that the arms can be relaxed. And just allowing the eyelids to find the position of least stress and tension. Just kind of letting the eyelids relax. So they may close completely or they may stay open, they may be part way. But just really allowing for that that relaxation in the eyelids and around the eyes. Just kind of feel your way down through the body, allowing the weight of the body to settle down, allowing the body to settle into a place of rest on the ground.
and feeling the ground. Whatever part of the, the body is in contact with the ground, just feeling that contact. So that as much as possible, there's a sense of being grounded. And then opening the awareness to the general experience of how the body feels just sitting. If it feels like there's a lot of tension in the body, just trying to hold the body up. If it feels like there's a lot of tightness or aching in the body trying to sit, especially if you're sitting on the floor, it might be helpful to experiment a little bit with what you're sitting on. And as a general guideline, whether you're sitting on the floor or on a chair, it's very supportive of the posture and of wakefulness to have your hips higher than your knees. And so you may find it helpful to put an extra cushion under you just to raise to raise the hips, to raise the buttocks so that the knees can be lower and drop down a little bit. And this will help to straighten the back and help to relax the back at the same time. So settling into being grounded and the experience of body just sitting. Opening to how the body feels. Not trying to make it or think that it should feel a certain way, but simply opening to how it is. And you may notice that without doing anything, completely effortlessly, the body is breathing. Just a very natural process of the body being alive and awake. 
Noticing that breathing happens without any controlling, without any doing, just this natural process. And just allowing the awareness to gently settle with the bodily experience of breathing in and breathing out. Noticing where you actually feel the breathing in the body and coming to rest with that experience. So that the experience of breathing becomes a place of rest. And when the attention goes to something else, when it meets with other body sensations, or with sounds, or with thoughts, simply to notice what's happening and gently come back to rest with the experience of breathing. Mindfully breathing in and mindfully breathing out.
May all beings live in peace. May all beings live in harmony. May all beings be free. <laughs>